It's the turn of Barbara Friedman. Barb's Wire. Um, it's good to have you. Good to see you again after a brief little break. Yes. And you're going to tell us what's trending back to reality. I <sighs> so this is a story about Taylor Swift. Um, it's just interesting because a new poll by the latest Axios Generation poll has been released out of America. So it comes off the back of the fact that for a while now we've seen a lot of articles and a lot of social media posts about how Taylor Swift's power to sway votes in the upcoming presidential election in the U.S., is very powerful and one the question is is this as powerful as people are making out yes she is incredibly popular um surveys have shown that her fan base is staggeringly large they've polled not this particular poll i'm talking about in general they say 53 percent of americans say they are fans 16 percent identifies avid fans so when she started making more political statements and backing Biden and posting posts with like little vote for Biden cookies and things like that, the, 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 the Trump supporters and the Republicans and were, were, were having absolute fits about whether this was going to influence the vote. Um, there was rumors that Biden was trying to lock down her endorsement and this was going to make the, all the difference. But now the Axios poll has come out and they are saying that actually, according to the poll, nine out of ten young people, because that um, particular company does a lot of youth research, they say nine out of ten pe young people are saying not going to make a difference to their vote. You know, she's a star. She's not really an influencer. Um, the questions asked were things like, if Taylor Swift were to endorse either Donald Trump or Joe Biden, would you consider changing your vote? 96% no, said no. They asked, if Taylor Swift were to call, were to call um, on her community to go out and vote, would your um, likelihood to vote change? And actually, 94% also said no. Though people are saying she may have more influence to get people to the polls, but you won't necessarily influence how you're going to vote. This is all to be determined. We don't know this for absolute. We don't know what people do when they answer these kinds of polls. There's always room for error. But I think it's interesting that there was such a stir. There has been such an online social media um, drama brewing around this person, Taylor Swift, and the influence she's going to have on the presidential elections. And I was reading in one of the Guardian, a Guardian article from earlier in the month, actually, before this poll came out and just saying the last time there was this kind of craziness was when the Beatles were around and, you know, the way the crowds would respond to them and the influence that they had often on culture and on things like that. And um, those were four men. And now we've got Taylor Swift. So I think it was a um, different time, and I, I a very I just, different time. Very different time. Music was was a medium back back then, a very powerful medium mm. as well, and it coincided with a lot of things. And it was an interesting time as well. Yeah, they were kind of also crossing over. Well, there were so many things converging. So many things. <laughs> there was there was technology, new no, technology sure, sure, that sure, came sure. into sound. There was there was the pull, the liberation of that, women's. There was so much going on there so at the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is the late sixties into the seventies. Oh, I man. mean, there was such society was shifting so much. I think it's a fad. I really do. But you I know, think it's fickle. I don't think you can. I think what drove what is driving the sort of more right wing crazy is is that this young woman who actually is very smart and who is coming out with a lot of like more political comments they just like could you stay in your lane could you just be a girl singing they can't stand the fact that she has actually come out and made uh, these kinds of statements 
Um, they really want you to stay in her in her in her box. So let's see. But I thought it was an interesting poll just to say that it doesn't seem to or, make. Well, it says it's the men saying stay in your bo- box. You shouldn't have an opinion, woman. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> Whereas you have know, some guy saying that one wonders if they would have got the same backlash. Have things changed that much? Yeah. Anyway, the next story is just something that I found really interesting, and it's also a new research. It was actually posted on the conversation today. We're going to be sharing it on Cape Talks app as well, because I just think it's one of those almost like invisible areas where we don't really put money and a money amount on, and that is Antarctica. I just saw the number. I yeah. So this, these researchers have crunched the numbers, according to them, and they've said that the value of services that Antarctica and the Southern Ocean provide in terms of fisheries, tourism, and various natural processes that support Earth's functioning, they've calculated to be at least $276 billion a year in economic benefits to the world. Now, you know, my cynicism also goes, like, do we really want to put a number on an economic benefit onto something as pristine? We're not that pristine in a, anymore. In a very greedy world. In a very greedy world. But I think the point they're making is that, in a way, we live in a world where you almost need to have a number attached in dollars in order for people to then go, let's take this more seriously. I, I feel quite conflicted even talking about this because... You know, it is, it is, you know, they are conservationists and they are saying, we want to tell you this so that we can help preserve and have, have money to spend on conserving and preserving the area. They're not going, can we all go and like build hotels there? They're not saying that. But I thought some of the interesting stats were um, just the growth over the last years in, in the number of tourists that have actually got that actually go to the Antarctica, they say visitors visitor numbers to the Antarctica mostly by ship have increased markedly in recent decades, from about eight thousand a year in nineteen ninety three nineteen ninety four, to one hundred and five thousand in twenty twenty two twenty twenty three. That is um, what like uh, twenty years. In twenty years, it's gone from eight thousand a year to a hundred and 5,000 a year. But I mean, I don't want to see like you know, <laughs> millions of people cruising around the Antarctica. I don't know that it'll ever get to I'd that I'd love point. to see it. Would you? And I would imagine there's probably 8 billion people or not. It's a very compelling uh, proposition to me. Okay, it's, interesting. But I don't want it to destroy the place. No, for sure. That's I, what I so that's my concern. Yeah. My concern is it's it's still uh, kind of untouched in many ways. They were also saying in that total billion the, the the dollar dollar figure, they haven't really even included all the research and the scientific research that is being done quite quietly behind the scenes that does impact other things in our lives. Sure. So I just I find it a really interesting because there's almost like an invisibility as to a dollar amount from that area. So it was interesting that they are trying to crunch these numbers. If you want to read this in more detail, go to the conversation or onto our Cape Talk app on Prime Media Plus dot com and find it because it did did make me think a little bit about the area and what what does that really mean? And is this just because we live in this, you know, late capitalist world where everything has to have a dollar sign for anyone yeah. to wake up and pay attention? And then there's another wild card. The polar caps we know are melting. Has it reached a tipping point? Exactly. And that is why they're saying they want conservation. And maybe, just maybe, if you were on one of those ships that actually goes to the Antarctica, it would be so life-changing for you. 
just seeing this and knowing that this is actually being affected by climate change. Yes. That maybe it would make you change your commitment. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, I think those things are incredible um, life-changing experiences. There's a thought. Yeah, and then finally I decided, even though, and I'm going to be honest, there is nothing trending at the moment about this, but I'm, I'm waiting to see, like, pictures of people taking pictures of the world mega yacht that allegedly arrived this morning in the, at the VNA waterfront in our harbor. Um, I thought this morning people would already be posting pictures on social media of it in the dock, but I searched and there aren't any. So if anyone out there listening drove along today and actually found itself, themselves able to take a picture, maybe send it to our WhatsApp line and we can actually publish them because the whole thing is just so weird. I don't know what you think of this, Clarence. I mean, this, uh, the world, which was at first called the World of Residency, S-E-A at the end. That was its original name. So in other words, you can have to have a, buy a residence and live on this yacht, but it's at sea. Um, it usually has apparently 150 to 200 residents on board as it cruises around the world. It's like a condo. So you buy your apartment, everything from studio to much bigger apartments. You live on this mega yacht, the, the largest privately owned yacht in the world. And they go from country to country to country. The board of directors, which are all made up of residents, decide on the destination and how it's all run. And, the, you know, just a very strange, very rich, very elite life that I don't think is something... I I will ever completely understand. Come on, if you could. Would I? I wouldn't even really go on a cruise. I'm not really a cruise ship kind of person. But there is something kind of... I would love to do a world cruise. Really okay, would. but like, that's not... I mean, then that would be a nice way to do it because it's your own apartment. Yeah, yeah. That's a cool way to do it. Imagine just meeting different cultures every day of your life for the it like, has, 365 days. Yeah, 165 residences, 106 apartments, 19 studio apartments, and 40 studios, all owned by the ship's residents. And there was a guy, I just found this article um, on Business Insider just when I was looking for research now. A former resident who's now sold his apartment, he's owned a couple over the years. It cost him millions of dollars to buy. He said it's not unlike the White Lotus. I don't know if you ever watched that series. I loved it. Uh, it's this kind of quite decadent kind of world of the wealthy and okay. then all these sort of various criminal activities that go down. He said, I'm not saying the same things happened on board, but it certainly inspired him to write some mm. stories about it. You can do much of the same on a little cheap He yacht. said he described the ship as country club meets sorority house, this oh. particular man. And he said they're all sorts of, you know, they married people, married couples. I want to go to Gordon. Gordon's in Nordic. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's see where Gordon's mind is at in, in terms of Antarctica. You were lucky enough to go there, Gordon. Oh, wow. I was. I was. Thank you very much. Um, it was the most incredible experience of my wife and uh, love that we've ever had. It is just paradise. It is seemingly like you cannot mm. believe. And it's controlled by what they call the Treaty, the Antarctic Treaty of 1959. And there's strict rules about what ships are allowed to do when they go into the Antarctica area. And it, I mean, the air was fresh. We stood on the deck at minus seven degree temperature, but we were sucking in this beautiful, fresh, fresh, almost sweet uh, tasting air. It was, and the scenery, the whales, the penguins, 
the mountains, the ice, the icebergs. We saw the largest iceberg in the world uh, floating past as well the one day. And and the rules are very strict, as I say. Only ships smaller than 500 people are allowed to have people go walk and go onto the ice. And others, like we were on a slightly larger ship, so we went about off, but that was fine. Um, it didn't make any difference to us. We just sucked in every single moment. And also on the ship, they, they had these five experts we spoke all day long on different topics um, about what we were going to see, what we were going to experience, and then also a lot of detail about Shackleton and Scott and their yeah, survival yeah. in Tempest in the ice. Gordon, we're going to have to wrap it up. I want to know if it was transformative at all. Did it profoundly impact your life? Um, it, 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 was, it was a bucket list item that I now moved right to the top of everything I've ever done in terms of what wow. I've seen and done Amazing. over the years. Okay, well, I think we're going to prioritize that one it's for ourselves amazing. as well. Thank you, Gordon. It's appreciated. Okay. Thank you for your time. Gordon out in Nuerduk. Are we going to wrap it there? Do you want to go to Antarctica? Or should we just preserve it and rather just keep our filthy little hands off that place? I don't know. Where's your mind at?